So hello and welcome to this podcast where we're going to talk about some of the core skills you need to have to feel more confident pharmacising. Today we've got me, Dave, Charlie and Emma. We've all worked in medicines advice for varying amounts of time so we've got some skills and knowledge to share hopefully. Today we're going to talk about how to take in a question. How do you work out what's actually being asked? So we may as well start at the start with why do we need to think about this? Isn't it just a normal skill that normal humans have? Anyone feel free to join in. <laughs> um, so I guess for me, um, when we're taking in a question, you can often find that initially the inquiry might come to you with what they think is the question, but when you start asking a few more questions, it's something a little bit different. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the time people don't present you with a question, they more present to you with a statement. Yeah. And then expect you to work out a question from that. Yeah, more uh, maybe a problem even yeah. rather than a question. And then you've got to do a little bit more questioning around the question to find out what the question is <laughs> from the statement. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the problems is that people are often not that good at asking questions. So in some ways what one of the skills of medicine's advice is coaching people through how to ask a question. Yeah, so for example... Can you crush philodipine and put it down an NG tube? It might be helpful really to think about going up another level there. So maybe asking questions around why do they want to do this? Is there any alternatives to what they can do? So thinking about alternative medicines or even thinking about a bit of medicines optimization of do they need the philodipine? Oh, that's a bit novel, isn't yeah, it? There you go. That's proper hardcore pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting, isn't it, that people often come with preconceptions about the question that they want to have answered and actually going back a step and not just answering the question that's presented to you but thinking about why they're asking that question and trying to get to that, that why are they asking these things. And I think part of getting back to what the actual question is is all to do with like our questions that we ask, which is almost a way of... Um, controlling the conversation between yourself and someone who's asking the question so you you've got the skills and the experience to know how you can kind of control where it goes and actually get to an actual question that you can answer i think that's really true because because actually you can control a conversation nicely you don't have to just stamp your authority all over it but actually they're coming to you for a reason that they're needing your assistance in answering these questions and so actually controlling the conversation a little bit seems quite a useful thing to do yeah definitely by controlling the conversation you're helping yourself to gather all that background information that you need to be able to progress with your search strategy and know what type of inquiry you're being faced with and it puts the whole thing into contact uh, into context so Definitely controlling the conversation, if you can, is a, is a really good good idea. Yeah, and, uh, and I think the other thing is that the people calling don't tend to mind you controlling the conversation no. a bit. Yeah. They're, they're kind of expecting it. Again, when you're starting out, you, you think that everybody else is really big and important and you're just there to feed in information. But actually, when someone calls you, they're, they're calling and contacting you for, for your help. They think that you're bringing something to the party that they're not. So actually they're expecting you to kind of own the conversation a little bit. I often find as well that people don't actually know what their question actually is until you discuss it a little bit more with them. Definitely. So that, that kind of goes back to sometimes people just give you a lot of information and a statement and then they'll think 
they're going to go down one angle and then when you actually talk about it a little bit more with them it's like oh actually I've got a completely different question now to ask you yeah which you can get from your questioning yeah um, so what do you think the skills are that you need to do this control of the conversation and to, to help people ask questions better in a nice way well, it's always best to kind of start a bit more broad and then try and narrow it down. So things you learn at university is to ask open questions Definitely. in conversations. So start, you know, that can take a bit of confidence and it can take a bit of time to get that skill. Um, but actually just having an open, normal conversation, yeah, actually helps you to work out what the question might be. And then it also helps develop a little bit of kind of interpersonal relationships with people on the ward and who you work with and then that just kind of becomes easier as you get more familiar with people as well. I think the key thing that you just said there is about making it a conversation though, so open the floor up to them, but then be sure to ask questions back, just so it's a back and forth rather than mm. them just imparting a load of information on you. Like an interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, I think it's, it's nice to have that back and forth and it be a conversation. Mm. Yeah, I also think that it's quite useful to have a conversation because in a sly way, it gives you time to think about stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so it gives you space to think about what next question you're going to ask. And even if it's just little trivial bits and pieces, it just gives you that breathing space um, to, yeah, to think about where you're going. Um, and also, uh, it, it does just help to, to get them to open up a bit mm. and just talk through the problem. And also I think as you kind of like open up with someone in a conversation and you start building that rapport, it kind of helps because people don't like admitting that they don't know things. Yeah. Like none of us particularly like that. But once you kind of get to know someone and they feel a bit more at ease with you in a conversation, then things might come up that they're, they are like, oh, I don't know about that particularly yeah. or that's not my specialist area. Even if you have a consultant who is very experienced, sometimes they're very experienced in that niche area and actually they might not be the expert in what they're asking you because they've not thought about it for 20 years or 30 years so actually having that conversation allows them the space to say oh actually I don't know about that and then that also allows you to think as a confidence boost perhaps that you do know about that area so that helps your confidence and also actually buys you time to be like actually I don't know about that as well so I'll have a look into it too and kind of learn together with it. Yeah, I think so. I think when I'm on, on the phones in Medicines Advice, I often find myself going to the same catchphrases mm. and going to, oh, that's a tricky problem you've got there. Or, oh, that, that's an interesting problem. I do hear you say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't go for, oh, that's an interesting problem if you're talking directly to a patient because <laughs> that doesn't tend to go down well. But, but kind of developing a, a relationship with the person on the other, se on the other end of the phone yeah. does help to get the questioning better mm. and it works better I think than just firing through a, a checklist of questions that you want what's the liver function what's the renal function when you start off it's much easier to go for those closed questions mm. because you can control it and you've got a list and you work through the checklist but if you just relax a bit have a conversation you'll probably get those things coming out of the conversation anyway and if you don't you can then ask those questions at the end yeah. and and then it feels less like an interrogation and an interview for the person on the other end and then they're more likely to share stuff and yeah. be a bit more willing to be a bit collaborative yeah and I think if you do have that back and forth and like you say you have that nice conversation flowing then once you've established you've got all your background information and the context to the inquiry then you've you can 
draw it to a close and, and hopefully established uh, you will have established a shared agenda and you can close the call then with saying and confirming the question that you're going to try and answer so recapping saying okay so actually you're you're wanting me to look at does this interact with this you know to make it really clear to to you and to them what you're going to look into yeah i think that's that's a really useful skill isn't it is that actually at the end of taking the question you repeat back um, so actually you, you're agreeing that you're not answering what they first asked you you're going to answer this question instead because that's better yeah yeah and again those skills of repeating back to people is something that you learn in uni because they say that a lot about counseling points of medicines with patients you ask the patient to repeat back to you what they've understood from the counseling session so that you know what they've understood and it's the exact same principle effectively yeah. Yeah. I think none of this is rocket science and it is very easy to to think that you don't need to think about it. You'll have covered it in so many lectures and stuff, but it does actually take practice. Cuz I think that everyone when they start out goes a bit wonky at some point. And and it's just realizing that you, you need a few goes. The first time you're taking a question, the second time you're taking the question, the fourth time you're taking the question, it's probably not going to go perfectly and you'll get better at it over time uh, and that's okay you don't need to be perfect first time out and lots of people seem to be quite nervous about doing this particularly in medicines advice I wonder whether people think that medicines advice is some sort of different place where you use different skills rather than it just being the same as as other places uh, community pharmacy or on the wards or wherever you're working um, so do you have any top tips on how you can be more confident I realize that's a bit of a tricky question I'd say don't be scared of the unknown just kind of embrace it that you're not gonna you're not gonna know everything about everything and also you can't you're not psychic you're not gonna know what someone's gonna ask you on the end of that phone line which I can appreciate is nerve-wracking but try and flip your thinking about it of well I'm gonna get asked something now that I don't know about so I'm gonna learn something new about it it's very philosophical, yeah. 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 I think just try and when you're listening to your inquirer or, you know, you're taking in all that information, it might be overwhelming, but actually just kind of sit back and try and stay calm because if, if you're feeling really nervous and, you know, your, your brain's going 100 miles an hour, you're more likely to make mistakes because you're not, you know, really thinking you you're panicking so just try and stay really calm you know the person on the other phone is in the exact same position as you are so you know just try and think of it as a a learning opportunity like charlie said yeah and as we said before like they're calling you for a reason so have confidence in the fact that they're doing that they're not calling you because they already think oh they're not going to know they're calling you because they think oh, someone in medicine's advice will even know this. Yeah, I think that's that's a really important way to think about it, is that actually they've got confidence in you, so why yeah. shouldn't you have confidence in yourself? It's tricky to do, but it's good to kind of step back from the situation and just look at it a bit and go, well, actually, no, I do have the knowledge. Other people think I've got the knowledge, so therefore I should have the knowledge. And I might find it difficult, and it might be a bit weird for the first few times, um, but it, it's not impossible. Um, I think the other thing that I also think about is that often people seem to think that when someone asks you a question it's entirely your problem 
and you've got to come back with the perfect solution as well. But what you've got, to, for me, what, what people need to remember is that if you're taking a call over the phone, there's someone on the other end of the phone as well, like you said earlier. It's a shared problem. You're not trying to give them the perfect answer. You're trying to come to a shared decision-making. Mm. Um, you bring the pharmacy stuff, they'll bring the GP stuff or the nurse stuff or the patient stuff, and between you, you'll contribute together they're phoning you because they don't know the pharmacy stuff. So therefore it's perfectly legitimate that you don't know the GP stuff, but together you'll make a better decision. Yeah. And also I think what helps is that if you can, you know, say to the inquirer, oh, is it okay if I can get back to you? That gives you time then to digest and feel more confident with the research and time to read over your answer and know that you know the answer well enough when you're feeding back. So then that gives you that kind of space and that time to have a bit more confidence when you talk to them. Yeah, I think so. So, so any concluding thoughts? Have confidence. Have confidence. Have confidence. Have faith in yourself. Yeah. Believe. Ask open questions. Yeah. Gives you time to think, helps you build a bit of a rapport with someone on the phone and also helps you kind of sift through that cloud of information that someone gives you to actually form yeah. a question from it. Yeah, I think for me the, the most important thing is to realise that the person asking the question is, is in a very similar place to you as well, even if it's a consultant phoning or the GP phoning they're phoning because they don't know the answer to a question. You don't know an answer to a question too, so you've already got something in common. Um, so don't panic about it. It's a level playing field and you, you do have something to contribute. I think that closes our, our philosophical 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, not quite sure how you close one of these things. <laughs> and the next podcast and is... And the next podcast <laughs> is going to be a surprise because we'll do these out of order. Um, but yeah, I hope you come back. <laughs> Cheers.